0: We've been reading the Gospels chronologically, so in uh, m- many of the readings we've been reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And such is the case today, we're looking at the day that Jesus resurrected. The date is Nisan 17, that's the Sunday after the crucifixion, and this is the day that Jesus resurrects from the grave. We'll be looking today at Matthew 28, verses 1-15, through 15, Mark chapter 16, verses 1-13. through 13. Luke 24, 1 through 35, and John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Now, before we get started, it's important that we know our Marys. Mary was a really, really common name back then. As we read this passage today, it's important to know that we're dealing with three different Marys here. To properly gain this perspective, take a look at John nineteen twenty five. Here's what it says. Now, they stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. So, for the purpose of today's reading, let's number of the Marys as follows. Number one, Mary is the mother of Jesus. Number two, Mary is Mary, Jesus' aunt, who's the wife of Cleophas, also known as the other Mary, mother of James the lesser, Joseph and Salome. And then the third Mary present that day is Mary Magdalene, out of whom Jesus had cast seven devils in Mark chapter 16 verse 9 is where we find that. Now Mary number one, the mother of Jesus, is not mentioned in any of the four gospels in their account of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now in the first section of scripture we'll be looking at today we find the discovery of the missing stone. We'll be looking at Matthew 28 verses 1 through 4, Mark 16 verses 1 through 4, Luke 24 verses 1 and 2, and John chapter 20 verse 1. Now first to Matthew 28 verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake, and became as dead men. Now Mark's account in Mark chapter 16, verse 1. And when the Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had bought sweet spices, that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. Now Luke's account, Luke 24, verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And finally, John, in John chapter 20, verse 1. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Now, Matthew gives some detail here regarding the earthquake that had moved the stone away from the opening of the sepulcher and the reaction of the keepers when it happened. It's after daybreak on Sunday morning, and the tomb is open. While John just mentions Mary Magdalene in his account, Matthew and Mark mention that Mary, who was Jesus' aunt, was there also. But Luke reports down in verse 24, chapter 24, verse 10, that there were other women present at the tomb as well. Now, in the next section of Scripture, we find John and Peter heading for the tomb. And we only have this recorded in John, chapter 20, verses 2 through 10. Now, the she referenced here in verse 2 is talking about Mary Magdalene. Verse 2, Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, And we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. Now, only John, as I mentioned, includes this account Before actually entering the tomb herself, Mary Magdalene runs to get Peter and John. The other disciple, referenced here in verse 8, is the modest way by which John refers to himself in his gospel, along with the not-so-modest disciple whom Jesus loved reference that he makes to himself sometimes. And that's in verse 2 here. It's mildly amusing to me that John wants us to know that he's in better physical condition than Peter. I mean, beats him to the tomb when they take off on the footrace to go see jesus yep the tomb's empty all right the grave clothes are there but jesus has checked out up to this point jesus has not appeared after his resurrection peter and john see evidence of his resurrection and the marys have not yet entered into the tomb themselves in the next section of scripture we find that the marys do enter the tomb and this is recorded by matthew mark luke and john We'll be looking at Matthew 28, verses 5 through 8, Mark 16, verses 5 through 8, Luke 24, verses 3 through 8, and John chapter 20, verses 11 through 13. First, Matthew 28, verse 5. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay." And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy and did run to bring his disciples word. Now over to Mark 16, verse 5. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he saith unto them, Be not affrighted, ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen, he is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now, Luke's account, Luke 24, verse 3. And they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And finally, John's account in John chapter 20, beginning now with verse 11. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. Here we see that Matthew and John specify that the men were angels, while Mark and Luke simply referred to them as men. It was one of these angels at the sepulcher who invites the two Marys to enter. But Mark just records an encounter inside the sepulcher with the young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. That's a quote from the passage. Luke reports the event from within the sepulcher in chapter 24, verse 4, when he says, and it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. At this point, they are informed that Jesus has resurrected. Now we're going to look at a conversation between Jesus and Mary Magdalene. It's recorded in Mark 16:9 and then in John chapter 20 verses 14 through 17. First, Mark 16:9. And when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Now, a more expanded account is found in John chapter 20 beginning with verse 14 down through verse 17. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if ye have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, she turned herself, and saith unto him, Rabbani, which is to say, Master, Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. So, after Mary's conversation with the two angels, she gets another surprise. When she turns around, there's Jesus. It's not until after a brief conversation that she recognizes that she's talking with Jesus. He instructs her not to touch him at this point because he's not yet ascended to heaven. Specifically, Jesus had resurrected from the heart of the earth, according to Matthew twelve forty, where he said he'd spend three days and three nights. But at this point, he had not yet ascended to heaven. Now, this brings up an interesting discussion when you couple it with some other New Testament passages. In other words, let's take a little detour here and consider the following. I've... Uh, written an article entitled Paradise Relocated. You can find it under the topic section of BibleTrack.org. But uh, follow me briefly in the discussion here regarding the whereabouts of Jesus for those three days. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8-10, through 10, Paul, in that passage, takes a little doctrinal detour when he quotes Psalm 68, 18, regarding the whereabouts of Christ between the crucifixion and resurrection. He says that Jesus led... Quote, captivity captive or literally a band of captives from the lower part of the earth to a place far above all heavens at his resurrection Now in John chapter 12 verse 40 Jesus said he would spend three days and three nights in the heart of the earth, which is the location of Hades. We have an interesting passage in Luke chapter 16 verses 19 to thirty one just to summarize it here. It's the rich man and Lazarus end up in a place that's inside of each other. One Lazarus ends up in paradise, and um, the rich man ends up in a place of torment. Jesus identifies a place called Abraham's bosom, which is within the eyesight of a place of torment that's there separated by a great gulf. Read that passage for more insight there. In Luke twenty-three forty-three, Jesus tells the thief that got saved that day on the cross that today he would join him in paradise, the Greek word being paradiso. In first Peter three nineteen, uh Peter says that Jesus preached to the spirits in prison. In John chapter twenty, verse seventeen, which we just looked at here, Jesus tells Mary not to touch him because he's not yet ascended to my father. And then finally, one more passage worth considering here is Matthew 27, verses 52 to 54. It says here that after the resurrection of Jesus, some resurrected saints wandered into Jerusalem and appeared to many, it says. Now, based on these scriptures, and I've just given you a brief summary, look at the article entitled Paradise Relocated for more details. But based upon these scriptures, it's logical to conclude that the folks saved prior to the resurrection were being held in Hades, where Christ showed up after the crucifixion and preached to the inhabitants there. After three days, he led captivity captive, or a band of captives, as in the saved prior to the resurrection folks, led them to heaven with a stop on earth to visit Mary. But at that point, she's not to touch him. At which time, some of these traveling to heaven saints well, they wander into Jerusalem. Now, the next time he appears, it's okay to touch him. Again, look at that article entitled Paradise Relocated if you like more details on this. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 9, we have just one verse, Matthew only being the one to record this, where Jesus meets the women in route, verse 9. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail! And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. So here Matthew records that Jesus met the double Marys as they went to tell his disciples. They embraced him at this point in time. This means that the no touch restriction of John chapter twenty verse seventeen is no longer in effect. Therefore, at this point in time, he must have already ascended and returned again per the discussion that we just embarked upon in the preceding section where you find it summarized in the article entitled Paradise Relocated, if I didn't mention that before. And then we find the women report to the disciples in Mark chapter 16, verses 10 and 11, Luke 24, verses 9 through 12, and John chapter 20, verse 18. First, Mark 16, verse 10. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee." And there shall they see me. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Now over to Luke's account, Luke 24, verse 9. And returned from the sepulchre and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and other women that were with him, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher, and stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself at that which was come to pass. Now over to John chapter 20, verse 18, just one verse here. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Well, we see here that Luke reports in verse 10 that there are several women who go back to report their findings to the disciples. You mean they thought the women were making this stuff up? Well, I guess so. Luke reports that Peter went to the tomb to see what the fuss was all about. Apparently his second trip of the day, but this time he's not with John. However, even after the second trip, he apparently isn't quite certain what it all means. The evidence of their unbelief in verse 11 is the fact that they did not pack up and head for Galilee as they were instructed to do in Mark chapter 16, verse 7, and again here in verse 10. We see in Mark chapter 16, verse 14, that Jesus finally has to go to them in Jerusalem where they were gathered together. Now, we have the recording of a bribe here in Matthew 28, verses 11 through 15. Only Matthew reports on this, verse 11. And when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priest all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught and this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Well, here Matthew gives us a little bit of insight into another issue regarding the resurrection of Jesus. The guards at the tomb are in a little bit of a predicament here. <laughs> They've lost the body. When your primary function is to guard something and you lose it, well, that's pretty serious. Apparently these were temple guards, not Roman guards, according to Matthew twenty-seven sixty-five. That's why they report back to the Jewish leaders for what-do-we-do-now meeting. Well, here's the solution. If they'll just say they took a snooze, at which time the disciples came and stole the body, the Jewish leaders then will, number one, pay them a bribe for lying, and number two, cover for them with the Roman authorities if they're asked. Well, what a deal, the guards must have thought. I mean, we don't have to die after all. Well, plus they had a little extra spending money. Now, Matthew wants us to know that this bribe is common knowledge among the Jews, and he says so in verse 15. Next, we have the road to Emmaus. Two of Jesus' disciples meet him while he's on the road and while they're traveling. We find this report in Mark chapter 16, verses 12 and 13, and Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. First, the two verses in Mark 16 verse 12 After that he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country and they went and told it unto the residue neither believed they them Now over to Luke's expanded account it gives a lot of attention to this Luke 24:13 And behold two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem about 3 score furlongs and they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that, while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another, as ye walk, and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answering, saith unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel, and beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher, and when they found not his body, they came, saying that they also had seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive." And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village. Whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it, and brake and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us, while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour, and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven gathered together, and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. Well, Luke covers this account exhaustively. He records the teaching session by Jesus for these two men. These were disciples, but not disciples of the eleven. The initial encounter is on the road to Emmaus, a city about six or so miles from Jerusalem. We see in Luke's account in verse 33 that these two men went back to Jerusalem to report everything that had been told to them by Jesus to the eleven apostles. This appearance takes place on Resurrection Sunday, as well as the report back to the eleven. It would appear that these two disciples, one was named Cleopas, about whom we don't know anything, that these two disciples didn't know with whom they were enjoying fellowship until they broke bread with Jesus in verse 30. At that point, they realized that they were communing with Jesus himself. One verse in this passage might be easily overlooked with regard to its doctrinal value. That's in verse 27 where it says, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them, in all the scriptures the things concerning himself now the phrase beginning with moses is particularly significant here inasmuch as it's difficult to readily identify which quotation from moses looks forward to the messiah however it was apparently common knowledge among the jews in jesus day that deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 15 to 22 was a reference to the anticipated Messiah by Moses himself. Now, I've written an article entitled Moses Prophesied the Messiah. It's based upon the scripture text, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 to 22. It's included here on this page, the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today. Or you can look under the topic section of BibleTrack.org and see that Moses did, in fact, prophesy Jesus the Messiah in Deuteronomy 18, 15-22, and the evidence that I've provided is is all there in that article if you care to read it. Now there's one more significant fact that should be emphasized once again right here. The two Marys had been instructed in Mark 16, verse 7, to tell the disciples to meet Jesus in Galilee. That was to be the first time they would see Jesus. We can only assume that the Marys correctly relayed the message to the disciples, but the disciples, well, they didn't go to Galilee. That's an obvious sign of the unbelief for which Jesus rebukes them in Mark chapter 16, verse 14. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walker.